You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Ganser. Well, so many of you listeners and friends of American Humane Association and animal lovers have really celebrated and cheered for our efforts for military dogs. You know, American Humane Association has been working alongside the military for almost a hundred years. A hundred years in working with our veterans and providing therapy and service dogs, working as far back as War World One when we were on the battlefields before US soldiers went overseas to help rescue and care for the millions of war horses. In fact, in World War I, it was American Humane Association who sheltered and cared for, get this, 68,000 horses a month. And if those of you that saw the movie War Horse, you can imagine how hard that was for man and for horse in the battlefield of World War One. Well, a hundred years later, we've been honored to be the champion for military working dogs and contract working dogs. Those are the dogs that serve side by side our men and women in service, often on the front lines, sniffing out weapon caches, IEDs, and enemy positions. For those of our listeners who celebrated by watching the movie Max, this very important cause, Max came out this summer. It was a charming and heartwarming family film about a military working dog named Max. You've seen some examples of what it is to have those dogs serving our country. Well, here we are, months later after an advocacy campaign that really was highlighted with the two men who we're going to meet in a few minutes on today's episode, when we went to Capitol Hill, joined by our celebrity champion Naomi Jod to advocate, to be the voice for these military working dogs. And friends, we have good news. Versions of our language appeared in both the House and the Senate version of this year's National Defense Authorization Act. And as the summer months went on, we were thrilled to hear that the reconciled version of the bill between the House and the Senate language still kept our language in there, requiring all military working dogs to be returned to U.S. soil for their retirement and given a priority to those handlers as top priority for adoptions in their retirement. What a victory. And now that final version of the National Defense Authorization Act landed last week on President Barack Obama's desk. We're urging all all of those who are animal advocates, advocates for our veterans, to reach out to President Obama and urge him to sign this year's National Defense Authorization Act. Well, this is an exciting episode. In just a few minutes, you'll meet two of our battle buddy teams, and you'll hear their stories of this journey, this incredible, heartwarming, and inspirational journey of their service to our country, their return home, their ultimate adoption of their battle buddy, and the moral courage that it took to go on Capitol Hill and tell their story. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief message with this week's episode of Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. 
At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Gansard, and this week's episode is devoted to military working dogs and contract working dogs, these incredible hero dogs who serve alongside our men and women in service to our country. And on the line today is a very special friend to American Humane Association. In fact, our, our new spokesman and spokes dog for our Battle Buddies program, Corporal Jeff DeYoung and military working dog, Cena. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Jeff, I have to say, first of all, congratulations uh, for being named our official spokesman for our Battle Buddies program. You and I have been working on this program now for a year, and I'm so honored that you've joined us in this capacity. Thank you. Thank you. Well, over that year, Jeff, we've been on quite the journey, haven't we? From halls yeah, of Congress yeah, to <laughs> various news outlets and certainly uh, from coast to coast, as far away as Los Angeles and as close to home for you as I know you did a lot of work in, in Michigan as well on this very subject. Can you share with our listeners what is a battle buddy and what is going on with this legislation that's so exciting for you? A battle buddy, to me, is a canine companion who you deploy with overseas and is ultimately in charge with saving your life and the life of your squad mates. And these dogs don't get the recognition that they deserve, and that is why myself and you and the American Humane is fighting so in-depth to get the NDAA to pass because these dogs need the recognition and be able to come home and have a you know a happy life outside of retirement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And tell listeners, remind them who Sina is and what Sina meant to you on your tour of duty in Afghanistan. Sina is my military working dog. We deployed in 2009 and 10 for a 10-month deployment to Afghanistan. We were uh, in Operation Mashtarak, which is the Battle of Marja in spring of 2010, and we were the initial push into the city. We, myself and him, had spent three months at the head of a grunt battalion clearing roadways houses and buildings to make sure that they were safe. And at that time, we were separated for four years. And with your help, we got him back June of last year. And I have had him back for a year now. And uh, just the benefit from having him in my home has been tremendous. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, you and I had a very special time to provide testimony to help change this National Defense Authorization Act language when you testified in front of the committee members at the House Armed Services Committee. You know, for so many people in the military infrastructure and defense infrastructure, being able to appear before members of the House Armed Services Committee is is quite something. Share with our listeners about that day on Capitol Hill, particularly your powerful story telling with those uh the folks members of hask yeah it was um i'm trying to remember it all but it, uh so we were in congress for the first day and we had gotten there and i was just i wanted these people to understand what what this dog meant specifically to myself 
because every time you, you do something, it has to have a personal meaning or people won't understand it. And I talked about Marja a little bit and the fact that I had lost, you know, seven friends in three weeks and my only tool of comfort was Kina. And I had the man to the left and right, but, you know, you can't hug him and cry on him. So, uh, you know, Sino was and still is my comfort tool. And that dog saved my life in so many ways. I was able to come home and have three kids because of it. And just the fact that we that we don't do nearly enough as we should to provide for them and to thank them. And I, I just wanted to have to understand that. Well, you did a great job, and I remember our feedback from that meeting was that they were truly moved by your personal story, uh, you and Cena, and, and how it was to serve on the front lines uh, in the war on terror, and what it meant to have your battle buddy back home with you. You know, your story is so powerful because as a young man, you find yourself at 19 years old in Afghanistan, and, you know, how did that feel being in the front lines with just you and a, and a dog at 19 years old? Well, the only time I left my home state was to travel for training for the military. So when I left the country for the first time ever in my life, it was to go to war at 19 years old. And I had never been in that position of danger or responsibility. So to have this dog is a symbol of home that you are used to. It's a security blanket. You understand that it's there for a reason. At the same time, it's so much comfort from that. And I would have to say it made my deployment, you know, 100% better and, and different from having him there because I know that he was also a companion to my squad mates. You know, we would get off a 12-hour patrol and uh, we'd you know, 20 clicks or so, 20 kilometers, and we would just all play catch with Cena. It was mm-hmm. a great way to relax and forget that tomorrow one of you may not be here. Wow. Wow. That's the realities of war today. And I know that uh, you've attributed Cena to saving so many lives in your deployment. And then you both were separated. Tell our listeners what happened, because I know you came back home and Cena had to continue to work. Yeah. When my plane landed at uh, Cherry Point on April 25, 2010, we were told to get on the bus and get refreshments and that they would offload the dogs for a final goodbye. They never offloaded the dogs, and in fact, the bus had driven away. So I never received the closure of saying goodbye. And because of that, I had a lot of separation anxiety and, and, you know, PTSD just from losing that battle button. And I used to go to the local pet stores near here and uh, where I live in North Carolina and just pet black labs. It was severe separation trauma from it. And just that closure is, it's going to hurt to have it, but people do need to have that. And the fact that four years later... Almost completely out of the blue, I asked to see how he was doing, and I get responded with a phone call asking to adopt him. It was a dream come true. Just, really, he's still alive, and I can have him. He's mine now. And uh, it's just phenomenal to spend every day with him. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, Jeff, we were on Capitol Hill with one of our great celebrity ambassadors, Naomi Judd. And I know we called on many uh, members of Congress with Naomi. How was it to meet Miss Judd, Mama Judd, as they call her, for your first time back in the spring? You know, that lady is a powerhouse. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a diesel engine. She, <laughs> she, in her own right, she just keeps going. That lady has so much knowledge and wealth of information and she has no problem sharing it with anyone and she doesn't hold a celebrity status above herself. She's a, a regular person and from meeting her within the first three minutes, you know, I felt like I had known her for years and that was truly phenomenal to meet a stranger who cared so much about what I care about that you automatically spark and share a bond. 
That's wonderful. You know, she is that way, and her heart is uh, with you and with Cena and with all of our men and women in service and our four-legged members of the military. That's who Naomi Judd is, and I know she had many hearts and minds just captivated with her passion for this issue, too. Well, we celebrated great success in the spring and early summer when both the Senate and the House passed versions of the our language in the National Defense Authorization Act, and as that larger bill that drives the military infrastructure in our country went to reconciliation over the summer, we were thrilled that just a week ago, both the House and the Senate passed the reconciled bill with our language still intact. And now we understand the National Defense Authorization Act bill is resting on President Obama's desk waiting for signature. Corporal DeYoung, what do you have to say to President Obama today? Mr. President, Please, for the love of everyone, sign that bill. Jeff, so proud to know you. Thank you for being a spokesman for our Battle Buddies program. There's no better person than you to share your stories and to really help educate all of us Americans about military working dogs and how they save lives. Thank you, Jeff, and we look forward to seeing you again very soon as we continue to advocate for Battle Buddies. Thank you. This is Dr. Robin Ganser. You're listening to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back after this brief message. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Do you know that moment when your dirty dog's about to jump in your nice, clean car? You can avoid all the cleanup and mess with a 4K9 seat cover. 4K9s makes heavy-duty seat covers and cargo liners that will blend seamlessly with the interior of your vehicle. You can find us at 4K9s.com, that's the number 4, K-N-I-N-E-S.com, or on Amazon.com. 4K9s makes nothing but the best for your best friend. It's designerpetsweaters.com, hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Ganser. And this week's episode of Be Humane features military working dogs and their hero handlers at the other end of the leash. Many of you listeners have heard from our incredible soldiers and Marines before in previous episodes. And this week is so very important to the two gentlemen we have on today's show because they were part of our advocacy team on Capitol Hill with the incredibly delightful Naomi Judd, Mama Judd, as they like to call her, as we went to Capitol Hill to tell the stories of what it means to have these battle buddies home back in the homes of their soldiers and Marines and retired on U.S. soil. 
Here with me today is this incredible Army Sergeant Brent Gromit, who everyone remembers the story of the hero dog, Maddie, who was stolen per Maureen Callahan in the New York Post. We heard about the incredibly just heart-wrenching journey that it took to get Maddie back in the home of Brent just last fall. Welcome, Brent Gromit, to today's show. Brent, how are you and how's Maddie? I'm doing very well, and he's right here with me, loving life. <laughs> Maddie, by the way, when I first met Maddie, he really was a bacon guy. I mean, he really wanted some of that bacon at that lovely yeah. Cracker Barrel that we were at. Does he still like bacon? He does, and he is not a morning dog anymore. He likes <laughs> his sleeping in. <laughs> oh, Brent, you know, I'm not a morning person either, so, you know, I can understand how Maddie likes to sleep in. Good for him. He will get up in the mornings when I get up and jump back into bed, then get underneath the covers and pretend like he's not there so he can sleep just a little bit longer. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, my friend, if you can recap for our listeners that the heart-wrenching journey of what it was to be separated from this beautiful dog. By the way, people can't on our radio show can't see Maddie. Maddie is a gorgeous shepherd. I mean, I just think just beautiful face, beautiful, expressive eyes. Share with the listeners that heart-wrenching journey of how you came back from serving in the war on terror or separated from this beautiful dog, your battle buddy, and what it was to be separated for so very long. Share with our listeners. Well, I deployed in 2012 through 2013 with Maddie, and we definitely had a challenging deployment. As one of five handlers for the 101st Airborne, we stayed busy. And then we actually both got injured. I broke my back in two places, and it was basically due to three blasts, two IEDs and one RPG. Wow. And Maddie was right there with it, all of it, right through there with me. And he ended up injuring his knee. I have a cord injury. And, uh, yeah, coming back right as we land, getting five minutes to say goodbye to your dog and then being whisked away is horrible. I mean, you've spent every minute. As a handler, you don't have so much the camaraderie with your other soldiers because you go out with every different unit on your base. And Mm -hmm. I actually traveled amongst bases to whoever needed a handler. So Mm -hmm. the one real strong tie you have the entire time, the only constant you have is your dog, and then they get pulled away from you. Yes. Uh, He was also retired due to he hurt his knee and was reassured and reassured that, oh, you'll get him back contact everybody everything was supposed to be good and was supposed to be able to go pick him up after he had knee surgery and then the day i came out of neurosurgery i found out that he had been given to somebody else wow and that was yet another just completely devastating blow i mean this they're not dogs at that point they're your brothers you fight with them you know in combat and just like siblings occasionally each other each other annoy each other you know that that's mm-hmm. part of it he, when I got him, was an 18-month-old puppy. We deployed when he was two years old. I mean, he was still young and rambunctious and loved to tear my green socks up, which were the only ones I wore over there, so I constantly had to order more socks. <laughs> but I it's those it. little characteristics that make them who they are. And then you're stripped of everything you've known for the last year in moments. After neurosurgery, my father had worked diligently very hard and so thankful for that. And he finally was able to get in contact with the AHA. Mm-hmm. Through and the VFW. Where, 
through the VFW. Through the VFW on a radio show he did, and you were the next one on, I believe it was Jerry Newberry's show. That's right. And Jerry Newberry kind of got you two together, and that's where you were able to really come in with HJ and pick up the ball and help him where he needed it. I was still recovering from surgeries and, you know, not, I was still in the Army. There's another huge hurdle. I mean, when you are working all day, every day, it's very, very hard to get a lot accomplished with that. Right, right. So he was able to kind of sort a lot out and call all the different people that, you know, we were getting numbers to. So I finally linked up with you and you two were able to work very hard and so thankful to the AHA and for everybody that helped. I mean, it really was a miracle and a blessing to get him back. Well, it was certainly heart-wrenching, I know, for, for you. And I know I spent many of a late night on a call with your dad about what it would mean to you to get Maddie back. We were hope against hope there when we were trying to find out where Maddie ended up. Who was the adopted family? Would they consider giving the dog up? And it was one of those journeys, listeners, that I can tell you was at times just frightening and so many so many dead ends until maureen callahan featured brent your story on an incredible article last november in the new york post what did that article do oh that brought the national media aware of the situation which is what we were needing the whole time in order to raise the attention and get kind of get the story out there more than just on my end on a Missouri level. Mm-hmm. And it got the ball moving fast. Mm-hmm. All the red tape we kept running into and running into suddenly started clearing up by more and more people knowing about it. Knowledge is power. The more people that know, the better. And that, I know, got Richard Hudson involved, a member of Congress from the great state of North Carolina. He found Maddie, and then the reunion was able to happen. Let's fast forward a little bit, Brent, to Capitol Hill, because I know you took your story. First of all, you were brave to do so, and you had such a powerful story to tell, but it takes a lot of courage to share what really happened with the separation of you and Maddie, what it was to serve with Maddie. But let's fast forward to the spring when we joined the delightful Naomi Judd, Mama Judd as we call her, on Capitol Hill for the calls on the members of Congress to change the Defense Authorization Act. What was it like for you to be on Capitol Hill? It's definitely intimidating up there. I'll say that walking through those giant marble hallways. But when you sit down with all the great senators and congressmen and women up there, they're normal people at the end of the day. And... Everybody was incredibly supportive, wanted to hear the story, and wanted to help. I actually did get to meet Congressman Hudson while I was up there, and he is such a delightful man to be around. And through telling the story and raising awareness of what is going on and how it needs fixed, I think we were able to do great up there. Everybody was really for this passing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because of those visits that you made with Jeff DeYoung, we were able to see our words in the National Defense Authorization Act in both the House and the Senate versions of the bill. And as our listeners know, over the summer, the bill became reconciled between the House version and the Senate version. Our bill is part of a larger National Defense Authorization Act, which is the piece of legislation that drives our our military funding and veterans funding mechanisms. And now we are at the end of this process. The bill has been delivered to President Obama. Brent, what do you have to say to our president today? 
I really hope that he'll sign it just so that way no other servicemen and women have to go through what we went through to get our dogs back. There is legislation in place already, Robbie's Law, and it's great as a starting point. But as everything develops, it needs amended. And these simple changes that are minuscule, just wording things differently, making sure dogs do come home. Why why wouldn't you want to retire these dogs with the families that want them in the states where they belong after serving our country? Absolutely. Well, Brent, it's because of your personal storytelling through media outlets. You and I were on Fox and Friends together sharing the story. Today on foxnews.com, there's an incredible op-ed that features what your mother, Debbie, shared with me about what it was to have Maddie back in your family's life. I know that because of your courage and sharing, we've really changed hearts and minds on this issue. And we actually are so close to seeing it cross the finish line. So thank you for all you've done. Thank you for your service to our country. And thank you for being an advocate for Battle Buddies. Oh, thank you for everything you've done. We couldn't have done it without you. Oh, well, it's my honor and it's a privilege to be able to work with you on these issues, Brent. Brent Gromit, ladies and gentlemen, an American hero, military working dog, Maddie, who's right there listening to our radio show today. Friends, please reach out to the office of the president, President Barack Obama, and ask him to sign the National Defense Authorization Act, championing military working dogs, so that Brent and Maddie will be able to pay it forward to our next men and women in service with our military dogs. Thank you, Brent, so much. This is Dr. Robin Ganser. We'll be right back after this brief message. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free, and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. This week's episode has been incredibly inspirational for those of us that follow the stories of these military working dogs over the past year with the American Humane Association. This week, we're asking Mr. Obama, America's military dogs are heroes too. Please give them a ride home. Well, friends, not every superhero can fly, but now some of the nation's greatest action figures, America's war dogs, may finally get that free plane ride home after serving their country, thanks to this long-awaited change to the National Defense Authorization Act, which just has passed both in the House and the Senate and awaits the president's signature. As a war dog advocate, I can personally attest to what this victory means for both two- and four-legged veterans. And millions have learned about the power of the bond between America's heroes on both ends of the leash this summer with the heartwarming War Dog Movie Max. And I hope President Obama, to whose desk this bill will now go for signature, was one of those millions, as justice for these faithful warriors is long overdue. America's military working dogs are superheroes who save lives on the battlefields and on the home front. And members of Congress on both sides of the aisle 
agree that we must honor their service and ensure that they return home and make every effort to reunite them with their military handlers. We know it's estimated that each military working dog saves the lives of between 150 to 200 servicemen and women. That means more sons and daughters are returning home from service in dangerous combat zones because a highly trained dog found weapon caches, enemy positions, and serious threats. And as you heard today, the bond between Maddie and Brent was born in the United States Army, forged in combat, and sealed in the blood in Afghanistan. And that bond, my friends, will never be broken. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. Next week's episode will be live from the Hero Dog Awards, where you'll get to hear from celebrities and the handlers, all very exciting moments, highlights of this year's inspirational awards show. Look forward to you listening next week and again this week, if you can. Please reach out to our president and ask him to sign the National Defense Authorization Act. Our military superheroes deserve it. Thank you. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.